Well, good morning, and welcome back to another exciting message on spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry. We're one part of Pastor Davenport Ministries, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide uh, broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona. We are now broadcasting to over 20 different countries. Praise the Lord. So wherever you are, maybe listening to the sound of my voice today, I'm Pastor Davenport. I welcome you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we are going to be uh, in part nine of understanding the authority of God. And the question we're going to be asking ourselves as we go through the study today, is the church a controlling legal authority? We'll be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, I'll let, let you kind of go to there as I read a little scripture. In James chapter 4, verse 14 through 18, it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth, by the space of three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth fruit. In John chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that be begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Well, praise the Lord. Before we get started, uh, I have a, a praise report from Brother Martinez. Um, his sister is doing much, much better. Um, and he said that, um, I don't have my phone here, so I don't, can't quote the message. Uh, his sister when it, uh, had surgery. Uh, they believe they've gotten everything out of uh, her. It was pretty e extensive surgery. Uh, now she'll do a round of chemo, I guess. And so... We praise the Lord. We want to keep them both on the, the uh, prayer list. Um, also, uh, her, his sister Pat's uh, oldest, eldest daughter is in need of prayer. So we'll, we'll do that. We also want to add Rose Rainey. Uh, Rosie is our, our uh, 
benefactor, if you will, Zeke and Rose uh, dedicated the land the church sits on. So we want to, you know, we want to keep her up in prayer. She's they found a large mass in the, her left lung, and we're praying today. She goes to the doctor to find out that results, and uh, so we're just really praying and lifting her up in prayer. We have a a good report on Sister Judy's mother. Uh, she's up. She's eating. She's uh, able to bathe herself, uh, kind of take care of herself. So she's doing really well. Praise God for that report. Um, Brother Danny, the same way. Uh, even though he's going through chemo, it weakens him. But he seems to be holding his own and doing well. So, uh, again, another good praise report coming in from your prayers. I want to thank you as all you prayer partners have have really jumped in and, and got this prayer ministry going. So once again, let us bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, lifting up all these that are that are in need of prayer, and all of us, for each and every one of us are in need of prayer each day, each and every day. Lord God, we, we depend on you, our Heavenly Father, to bring us through each day. And when we awaken, we need to thank you for the another day. We need to thank you for the glorious sunrise that we see each morning, uh, whether it be rainy or sunny or, you know, in between. We need to thank you for that glorious day that you have provided for us here upon this earth. We thank you, Lord God, for the praise reports of those that, that we've prayed for and those that have uh, you've touched. Uh, we, we know and we believe, Father, that, that that's, that's those miracles in their lives. We thank you for those. We ask that you be with us through this, the rest of this week. Continue to care, care for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I want to go with 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 on this uh, number 9, part 9, of understanding the authority of God. With that in the back of our mind, is the church a controlling legal authority? It says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things, and keep, say that with me, keep the ordinances, as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the, that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is is the man and the head of Christ is God. I'll be getting some letters on that one. You know, we desperately need to add to our stature, both here on the broadcast and there in the, in the church, but mainly us as individuals. How do we do that? Remember and keep what you have learned. That's what it said. Remember, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, I read to you. He said, remember me and keep what you have learned. Well, keep the ordinances. Let's read that again in verse 2. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them unto you. So we desperately need to add to our statue and when I said how, remember and keep what you have learned. Some approach the Bible study like fifth grade exam. You remember just long enough to pass the test, right? But folks, I want to tell you that two and two still equals four. 
That's the principle for lifetime. What a shame to have to, to relearn over and over again. We need a revelation of the body of Christ for a lifetime. Now, during these times coming out of COVID and, and the churches have been closed and they're slowly beginning to open up. Some are not even open up yet. So we need that revelation of the body of Christ. That they would come and they would remember and they would keep the ordinances of God and come and worship in his name. There's an old saying, the issue is never the issue. The issue is control. The is issue is never the actual issue. The issue is control. One family said, the church has too much control in my life. Is that true? I wonder, is that true? Remember, Al Gore said, no controlling legal authority. He knew it was wrong when he said it, at least ethically. But he was saying, since no one can enforce this, it's not really a law. Excuse me, had to take a drink. So this is the mindset so many have about the church. It's not a controlling legal uh, authority because we can't, they can't enforce anything. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11 and 26. I'll grab another drink as you turn there. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. For at often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthy, irreverently, in other words, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. That means many are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, and that we should not be condemned with the world. Now, why are many sick and weakly even suffer premature death? Had no revelation of the body of Christ. One of the greatest lessons to learn out of that scripture, the body, the church, the authority of it all. Christ is the head of man, indeed. But that's not all. In Colossians 1 and 12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? 
in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominion or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is beginning the firstborn from dead. That in all things, listen, now in all things he might have pre preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of the, his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you, you, that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath you been reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. So he is the head of, of the body. The church. This holds much significance. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of the one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into the one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Verse 14, For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were they smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. Nay, more, much more. Those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. What does it mean? It means to welcome every person, every race, every creed, every every you know believer. You welcome them in to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It means we are all part of the body. It doesn't matter whether you're Jewish. It doesn't matter whether you're Muslim. It doesn't matter what your belief is. You are welcome into the house of God. Praise Jesus. We have been studying the authority of God for some time now. But the greatest express expression of it 
should be in the church from the pulpit and from the pews. The irony of our culture has such a twisted view of the church. Many think that church, church should have little authority. Some of you shudder at that, at church discipline. You're dumbfounded by it. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained my, thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind upon this earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose upon this earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That, my friends, constitutes a church. Someone asked me about the, the uh, our church, Gospel of Faith Church, and it is written in our bylaws and in our constitution that the church remains open as long as it meets biblical expectation of a church, which is in verse 20 of Matthew 18, 15 through 20, for where two or three are gathered in together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That's, that's what we're guaranteed. If he neglect to hear the church, now listen, if he neglects to hear the church, let him be to thee a, as a heathen and a publican. In other words, avoid dealing with them. This is almost funny here. A heathen equals a godless Gentile, a publican, a tax collector. So you treat them like a, a crooked IRS agent. They were despised back in them days. Well, they're not too... Not too popular right now. Now, my friend, that is some authority in the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Dare any of you, I'm going to say that again, Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Verse 3, Know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church, like jury of peers. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you no one, no, not one, that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to the law with brother, and that before the believers and the unbelievers. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to the law one another. And why do ye not 
rather take wrong. <coughs> Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. Verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of, with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortations shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Forgive me, I had to take a drink. I question, one of the things that I question in the church today is this. When we hear sermons, you know, I mean, they're fire and brimstone sermons. They're directed at drunkards and drug addicts. Almost every evangelist, when he goes into a town, he will attack sinners in their in the town that he's preaching in, and he will go, and the fire will will spew, and the and the brimstone will come, and it's always directed at drunkards and drug addicts. But here, it lays it out in First Chronicles maybe Corinthians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 6, verse 10. Uh, well, verse 8 I go. Verse, yeah, verse 8. Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? So we should be preaching on these other things as well. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So it's time that the churches began to look inward and began to preach the word of God that the word of God states, it's not, you know, there's many sinners in the church. They may be wearing three-piece suits with a beautiful tie. They may contribute a lot to the church, but in the same time, they may be deceivers. And they need, they need repentance. They need repentance. You know, um, how many churches have we gone into in our lifetime and you know, there's there's affairs going on in, in, in the administration of the church. You know, maybe the co-pastor with, you know, the, the pastor's wife or whatever. But, I mean, there's there's adultery within the church. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's there's uh, people in the church that is that are out there uh, preying on women, you know, uh, prior to marriage. Uh, there's idolatries. They believe, you know... Many in America today believe in the almighty dollar. That's their God. So these are the things we should be preaching on. All these things should be preached on, all, you know, in the church. So what that means to me is empty yourself of 
of your own agenda and let the body of Christ be your agenda. Suffer loss if need be. God has placed institutional authority in the world, but it has faults and it has limitations. We see that every single day, more now so than ever before in our country. The faults and the limitations of, of those who rule the people, husbands to wives, parents to children, masters to servants. Why? Because people can misuse authority and people can submit with lip service without a true heart. In Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and their lips, do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the per perception of man. It's not true obedience. In the church, though, Christ is the head of the body. And people may misuse people, but the head will never misuse the body. Likewise, in obedience of, of the body is perfect to, to the head, unless you're disabled. The head merely issues the concept or the thought, and the body responds and flows. So God, when your brain tells your, your, your feet to walk, they walk. Or your hands to lift up and pour a cup of coffee or whatever it is you know your brain tells your your body what to do and it does it and the body of christ follows the word of god and it flows smoothly if it follows the word of god in galatians chapter 4 verse 19 my little children of whom i have i travail in birth again until christ be formed in you let's say that again christ be formed in you Medically, some movements are conscious, some automatic, like breathing. The brain does not have to shout out loud to the body, breathe. It doesn't have to tell you to breathe. The heart beats without orders. Forced obedience is not what the head wants from the body. It wants a flow. Some people can only obey commands, never get to the level of just flowing in the obedience of God. The only submission to leadership is when confronted, lack of ability to, pr to process obedience on their own. In the church, some authority is direct, but most is indirect. We need to discern the body, and that's one of the spiritual gifts, discernment. I want you to notice here, the left and the right hands do not communicate directly. The head moves them both, and the left hand does not dictate to the right what is happening today. All members of the body are directly close to the head. The eyes see for the whole body. The hands feel and touch. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, why th thy whole body shall be full in, of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole world shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? You see, the whole body sees because of his, the eyes see. The hands must yield to the authority of the eyes. You see, we must learn to see God's authority in all the members of our body. And the body of Christ. Each member is limited, 
The eyes can only see. The hand is useless without the thumb. Try to sweep a broom. Sweep with a broom without your thumbs holding the broom. Feet useless without legs, etc., etc. If the foot rejects the hand, it is the same as rejecting the head. Then you have a disabled body. The hand cannot feel color. It has to accept the eye. The eye cannot feel texture, but must accept the hand. You see what I'm saying to you, church, this morning is we need one another. Here on this broadcast, there at church, we need one another together in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And I would pray, Lord, help us discern. Help us discern. We must work to, to keep the church from becoming fragmented. We need to accept each as a whole part of the body of Christ. When the ears hear, the leg has to accept it. To accept the workings of each member is understanding. So the body flows as one. I heard it. I worked. I moved. Not just my body part, but the whole body of Christ. As each and every member does ex whatever they can do to help the church grow. To help the church prosper. To help the church truly be the body of Christ. You know, if you have a work day at church, everyone in the church should show up. Not just those that can do the labor, but everyone. Because everyone can take a rag and, and, and wipe down the walls or, or, or the tables. Everyone can take and, and uh, do something in the church. But when there's a work day, everyone in the church should show up. No member can afford to be independent. Some desire to have everything in himself, refusing the supply of others. This is a mistake in the church. Excuse me. It's that time of the year that they spray the hay fields again. So forgive my voice, my allergies. In Ephesians 4 and 16, from whom the body, the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual work of the measure of every part. Effectual working in the measure of every part of the body maketh increase the body into the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, that testify the Lord that ye in henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, be, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lavishness to work all uncleanliness and greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so, be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversations that the old man with is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and he renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, or the new woman, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So often... 
We view authority as something oppressive, hurting, troubling, painful. But you've not learned so in Christ. God's motive in teaching us this authority is to bestow upon us his riches. So you must time, so much time is wasted learning old lessons if we cannot submit to someone who has gone before us. God wants us to partake of the riches of others' wisdom and counsel. By the time you went through so many dark days of learning to see yourself, you've led others falsely. God's place places men in our lives so that their wealth can become our wealth. Don't miss this procedure. Sometimes God's, God grants things to us directly, but most often it's through others. He places within the body brothers and sisters in Christ who are more advanced to help us in our walk with Christ. So their wisdom can become your wisdom. Their judgment can become your judgment. You can possess much wealth of others without going through the terrible lessons yourself, if, if you are wise. So God has placed so much into the body of Christ, and we miss it when we do not submit one to another. We place ourselves in spiritual poverty, rejecting the authority of others. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think sober, soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one member one another. So think soberly about your relationship with the body. Don't think foolishly about your greatness. You and I are the members that must accept other members of this body of Christ. Anything else is rebellion against God. When you submit to visible authority, you are in harmony with God's orders. The church is where we should begin to learn about obedience. If we fail here, we fail everywhere. If we learn well in the church, every problem of our lives can be addressed. The place you meet authority, head on. That's where it is. Head on is in the body of Christ. It's the highest ex expression of it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, in closing, he says, I therefore, and uh, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith he, ye were called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring, endeavoring excuse me, to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. 
There is but one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and though all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift. So what that means to me is empty yourself of, of your own agenda and let the body of Christ be your agenda. Suffer loss if need be. God has placed institutional authority in the world, but it has faults and it has limitations. We see that every single day, more now so than ever before in our country. The faults and the limitations of, of those who rule the people, husbands to wives, parents to children, masters to servants. Why? Because people can misuse authority and people can submit with lip service without a true heart. In Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13, wherefore the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near to me with their mouth and their lips, do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the per perception of man. It's not true obedience. In the church though, Christ is the head of the body. And people may misuse people, but the head will never misuse the body. Likewise, in obedience of, of the body is perfect to, to the head, unless you're disabled. The head merely issues the concept or the thought, and the body responds and flows. So God, when your brain tells your, your, your feet to walk, they walk or your hand to lift up and pour a cup of coffee or whatever it is, you know, your brain tells your, your body what to do and it does it. And the body of Christ follows the word of God and it flows smoothly if it follows the word of God. In Galatians chapter four, verse 19, my little children of whom I have, I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Let's say that again. Christ be formed in you. Medically, some movements are conscious, some automatic, like breathing. The brain does not have to shout out loud to the body, breathe. It doesn't have to tell you to breathe. The heart beats without orders. Forced obedience is not what the head wants from the body. It wants a flow. Some people can only obey commands, never get to the level of just flowing in the obedience of God. The only submission to leadership is when confronted, lack of ability to, to process obedience on their own. In the church, some authority is direct, but most is indirect. We need to discern the body, and that's one of the spiritual gifts, discernment. I want you to notice here, the left and the right hands do not communicate directly. The head moves them both and the left hand does not dictate to the right what is happening today all members of the body are directly close to the head the eyes see for the whole body the hands feel and touch in matthew chapter 6 verse 22 the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single why 
thy, thy whole body shall be full in of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole world shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? You see, the whole body sees because of his, the eyes see. The hands must yield to the authority of the eyes. You see, we must learn to see God's authority in all the members of our body, in the body of Christ. Each member is limited. The eyes can only see. The hand is useless without the thumb. Try to sweep a broom. Sweep with a broom without your thumbs holding the broom. Feet useless without legs, etc., etc. If the foot rejects the hand, it is the same as rejecting the head. Then you have a disabled body. The hand cannot feel color. It has to accept the eye. The eye cannot feel texture, but must accept the hand. You see, what I'm saying to you, church, this morning is we need one another. Here on this broadcast, there at church, we need one another together in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And I would pray, Lord, help us discern. Help us discern. We must work to, to keep the church from becoming fragmented. We need to accept each as a whole part of the body of Christ. When the ears hear, the leg has to accept it. To accept the workings of each member is understanding. So the body flows as one. I heard it. I worked. I moved. Not just my body part, but the whole body of Christ. As each and every member does ex whatever they can do, to help the church grow, to help the church prosper, to help the church truly be the body of Christ. You know, if you have a work day at church, everyone in the church should show up. Not just those that can do the labor, but everyone, because everyone can take a rag and, and, and wipe down the walls or, or, or the tables. Everyone can take and and uh, do something in the church. But when there's a work day, everyone in the church should show up. No member can afford to be independent. Some desire to have everything in himself, refusing the supply of others. This is a mistake in the church. Excuse me. It's that time of the year that they spray the hay fields again, so... Forgive my voice, my allergies. In Ephesians 4 and 16, from whom the body, the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual work of the measure of every part. Effectual working in the measure of every part of the body maketh increase the body into the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, that testify the Lord that ye in henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, be, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto the viciousness, 
to work all uncleanliness and greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversations that the old man with is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and he renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, or the new woman, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So often we view authority as something oppressive, hurting, troubling, painful, but you've not learned so in Christ. God's motive in teaching us this authority is to bestow upon us his riches. So you must time, so much time is wasted learning old lessons. If we cannot submit to someone who has gone before us, God wants us to partake of the riches of others' wisdom and counsel. By the time you went through so many dark days of learning to see yourself, you've led others falsely. God's place places men in our lives so that their wealth can become our wealth. Don't miss this procedure. Sometimes God's, God grants things to us directly, but most often it's through others. He places within the body brothers and sisters in Christ who are more advanced to help us in our walk with Christ. So their wisdom can become your wisdom. Their judgment can become your judgment. You can possess much wealth of others without going through the terrible lessons yourself, if, if you are wise. So God has placed so much into the body of Christ, and we miss it when we do not submit one to another. We place ourselves in spiritual poverty rejecting the authority of others. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think sober, soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many, are one body in Christ, and every one member one another. So think soberly about your relationship with the body. Don't think foolishly about your greatness. You and I are the members that must accept other members of this body of Christ. Anything else is rebellion against God. When you submit to visible authority, you are in harmony with God's orders. The church is where we should begin to learn about obedience. If we fail here, we fail everywhere. If we learn well in the church, every problem of our lives can be addressed. 
The place you meet authority, head on. That's where it is. Head on is in the body of Christ. It's the highest ex expression of it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, in closing, he says, I therefore, and uh, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith he, ye were called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring, endeavoring, excuse me, to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is but one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and though all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift. So what does all that mean? It means that we, every person in themselves who comes to the church to the, and joins the body of Christ brings their expertise, and you should accept that. And all together, the body of Christ should say, accept the authority of Christ, who is the body of Christ, or the head of the body of Christ, forgive me. I want to thank each and every one of you for your prayers that go out. That's what we are. We are a prayer ministry here at Spiritual Awareness. And I want to thank you for the time that you spend in prayer. The dedication that you spend as a prayer warrior, a shepherd of prayer, whatever, whatever we want to call each and every one of you, I call you a miracle of God. So thank you. I'd like to close today by praying uh, for, the, for the church and this broadcast. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in, into your presence today, thanking you for spiritual awareness and for Gospel of Faith Church. You've called us to be saints in Ash Fork and the surrounding areas and around the world. As we lift our voices in one accord, in, in, in agreement, Lord God, we recognize that you are our God. And everything was made by you and for you. We, we call into being those things that, that be not as though they were. Lord, we thank you that, that we all speak the same thing. Love, understanding, grace, forgiveness joy we are perfectly joined together in the same mind there are no divisions among us today i pray lord god grant unto us your representatives here a boldness yes a boldness lord god to speak healing upon those that we are praying for as the centurion said unto Christ, when he met him on the road, he was headed to his house and he said, you know, Lord God, uh, Lord, you don't have to go by there. You don't even have to stop at my house. If you'll just speak the word right here on the road, 
I know my daughter will be healed. Because like you, I am a man of authority. He was a centurion. And he was in charge of a lot of troops. And he said, I have that authority. When I speak to a soldier, they come snap too. If I tell them to go here, they go. If I tell them to go there, they go. And I know that by the authority, Christ, of your word, Jesus, just by the power of your word, my daughter will be healed. And Jesus says, so great a faith I have not seen. So as you have spoken it, let it be done. And at that moment, his daughter was healed. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the healing and the praise reports we've gotten so far. And I want to continue to pray for each and every one of them until the Lord's hand is, has got them gripped tightly and their bodies are healed, their minds are healed. I need to add John and Shauna to that list today. They're having a lot of trouble. But I pray, I pray for them. I pray for them, Lord. Your will be done in, in, in this marriage, Lord. However it may be, it's your will. And I pray that each and every one of them will not hold hard feelings for the other. No matter what happens. We thank you that we have workmen in abundance. That's, that's you that I'm talking to right now around the world. And all manner of, of cunning people for every manner of work, cunning in this, in this instance means that you know how to get things done and you do them. Every department of the church, every part of this broadcast operates in the excellence of ministry and intercession. We have in our church the ministry gifts, the gifts of the Spirit. Edifying of the body of Christ till we all come into the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of Almighty God and to the each and every mature Christian. None of our people will be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of the doctrine. We speak the truth in the love of God. Father, we ask that you would continue to heal those that we've, that we've sent to you in prayer. Continue to bless those that are praying, those prayer warriors, prayer partners, shepherds of prayer, Hold them up, Lord God. Lift them up. And Father, I pray that you would hold this pandemic down. It's starting to rear its ugly head again. We've, we've gotten comfortable where we don't no longer pray uh, for it to be gone. So we've kind of left off the prayer because it's, it's lightened up and everything got opened up and we quit praying about COVID-19. But now we've got new strains we need to pray against and send this, this pandemic, this plague back to where it came from. 
So please continue to pray. COVID-19 in all its strains would be wiped from the, place, the planet Earth, returned to the core, returned to hell where it was spawned. We ask all these things today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, I usually say, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you at this point. But today, I ask that you go in peace and in tranquility of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you be surrounded by a legion of angels. Today, may you be held in the hollow of God's mighty hands and be shadowed under his mighty wings. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. <laughs>